This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. A lot of these people in Chicago, they might not have chargers at like their apartment complex so they have to go to these like fast charger stations to charge their car and i had one person was dming me saying that they waited for 16 hours and liz when i go through a drive-thru and i get like one like something for me and maddie and it's like 27 dollars, and i'm like what is this your mom time off starts now Welcome back to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Happy Thursday. It is still so cold. It is a cold like I've I can't remember experiencing I agree. this kind of winter vortex prior. I so agree. And like Missouri gets cold, but the single ditch, that's real cold. Yeah. The single digits <laughs> I'm not super interested in. <laughs> I know. And it's such a level. It's such a level with children. And it's such another level with children in car seats. Because, like, it's just so hard with, like, the coats. And, you know, you can do, like, some of the car seat coats or, like, just do a big blanket. But, like, it's still yeah. just tough. It's yeah. still... Like, I've done all of the hacks. And I'm... I do like some of the coats. But in a way, I feel like it's just it's a hat and a blanket. Like I don't know what else to do. And Imagine I w- getting in your car with just your base layer on when it's this cold outside. No, I know. It's miserable. But I luckily I park in a garage and the kids literally go from garage to daycare and daycare like the yeah. their outside time is probably eight seconds. Yeah, no, for sure. But like James and I ran errands the other day. No, that's tough. And I mean, luckily, he's still in his... um like infant seat so i don't have to really take him in and out of the car seat so that's always like warm and cozy but yeah i just feel so so bad just like taking him out and like putting him back in a car that hasn't been freshly warmed up i just life happens you know but i guess people get through it well yeah for sure yeah um speaking of cold we have like some crazy things coming up i think we talked on it last episode which oh my gosh i hated our audio quality never again will i do a remote like that yeah it must be much more dire circumstances that i don't want to drive out in the cold i feel like we let the carpool down i don't think we let them down but i don't think it was that offensive sounding personally what's the facebook page saying (laughs) they'll let us know they certainly will anyway i have so much travel coming up and i hate traveling I just can't say that enough. And I the thing is, like, I hated it before I became a mom, too. Like, I just I don't find like jet setting and the airport like (laughs) just not who I am. I'm like and because I've told you I'm lame, like I'm a homebody kind of girl, but I actually am probably the most excited I could be for my three, really four, if you count the New York Auto Show upcoming trips. Yeah, they're all very good. They're all very different, different. We know what to expect sometimes well we kind of know we know what to expect on most of them sometimes we go 
to these events like when we went i don't really think we talked about this because they we, there was an embargo but when we went for the 25 suburban and tahoe oh, yeah. oh my gosh it was like <sighs> we, we did it in one day so we flew in and we flew out in the same day which thank goodness we did that but like we flew, you know, you take an entire day, you wait in a room to see this car. And then I don't know why they invite all these video reviewers, people who make content through video. And the room is so poorly lit, so incredibly poorly lit that I'm like, I I can't see anything. Yeah. And it just felt like such a waste of time. Right. So the trips we have coming up is Kelly and Tyler are going to Vegas for NADA. Yep. We're going to Vegas. I'm speaking at NADA, which is the National Automotive Dealers Association. I think we've talked about this. Yeah, we talked about that. And then I come back on Sunday. And then on Tuesday, our whole family is going to Arizona. For a week. For a week. Yeah. So it's just like, to me, it's all, it's not even the packing that stresses me out. It's I need to make sure like when I leave for Vegas... I have to have all my laundry done. That's stressful. Because what I can't do is come back. You know what the good news is, though? My mother-in-law is watching my kids when I go to Vegas, and she will run a little laundry for a sock. Okay, so like, she, the she kids' will, laundry will be done. If I, She will. She's such a saint. Like, she will take my laundry from my house and do it and bring it back. That's so It's kind. incredible. She, I hit the jackpot there. So anyway, she if I tell her I need help with laundry, she will deliver that. Yeah. Because I just need to... Like, I can throw... I mean, we're not doing anything crazy in Phoenix. Like, we're just doing like fun stuff so like i can just throw their play clothes in the suitcase but yeah. i just need to make sure they're clean yeah and if they're not i'm sure there's a washer dryer at the house we're staying in yeah i'm just sure. not that worried about it for sure so that's what we have coming up yeah so we gotta figure out when we're recording podcasts if yeah, we're recording podcasts i know we're next probably week. gonna have to have some time off on forch but yeah. yeah we'll figure we need to talk about that all fair okay i have a couple of things in my dumpity or do you have a millennial word or anything i have a merriam webster word of the day Gosh, the Gen Z's have been quiet. I know. I also haven't really been seeking it out. Hold on. What's this word right here in our dump? That's not a word. That's something I want to talk about. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bunkum. Liz. Bunkum. 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 What does it mean? I have no idea. Bunkum is an old-fashioned and informal word that refers to foolish or insincere or insincere talk or ideas. Not not boomer slang as usual the politician let out a load of bunkum during his speech that was their um bunkum bunkum can you one more time spell it b-u-n-k-u-m i need to see it i don't know why. but it like, says the my... pronounce is bung bunkum bunkum what bunkum what a fun word to say bunkum so like if i'm not agreeing with you i'm just gonna say that's cal that's a load of bunkum totally i don't really like that word to be honest Okay, so here's something that's on my dump. I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. I, the other day, saw... You know how we always say everything is content, don't forget to film it? Yeah. Okay, well, I have another tangent I want to go on in a second. But before I get to that, I was watching this mom share her grocery haul. And I get fascinated by... it. Was I was so fascinated by it because she bought things that I have never thought to buy. Oh, like what? Well, you know when you just like see like... You go into someone's pantry and you're like, oh, I forgot those existed. Or like, oh, yeah. that's such a good snack to have. And the thing that really, really stood out to me is, and this sounds so stupid. She bought a ton of canned fruit. Okay. okay. And I've always been like, a, oh, I need to keep like some of those, you know, peaches, like the ones in the clear cups. Yeah. Like peaches and mandarin oranges and pears and pineapples. Like I will buy those for the kids. Those suck. They don't suck. But the, those are one, not that great of a value. 
And the peaches and mandarin oranges are good, but the pineapple and pears are not good in those. And if you've bought them, you know what I'm talking about. She bought all this canned fruit, all this frozen fruit. And I'm over here like, what am I doing buying off-season berries? Yeah. The fruit is canned in water. Yeah. At its peak. So I bought some canned pineapple and some canned pears. Delicious. Really? So cheap. Pre, like the pineapple was pre-cut. Yeah. And it it didn't taste like can't it. I'm not being drawn when I say it tastes like the best fresh pineapple. <gasps> it's a little softer in texture. Yeah, of course. But the flavor was there. Put it over cottage cheese. Kids gobbled it up. I wonder if if you put it in the fridge for a little bit or even the freezer, yeah, if it would like, like get a little harder and taste a little bit more. Well, like fresh pineapple. Totally. That's a gr- such a good perspective. I love canned peaches. I and it's just you think they're not as healthy. But I literally looked at the ingredients. It's like pineapple water. I was like, okay. And I why would I get core a pineapple right now? No, that's such. And a like point. I always think it's like, oh, let me buy the pre-cut up fruit. Shut up. Like either eat it super fresh. Yeah. Or go buy the canned fruit. Same thing with frozen. Like you can like let the frozen thaw a little bit. And then, like, your kids can eat that. Like, I'm just done with the $9 strawberries that I've seen my children eat in one sitting. Yeah. Like, maybe I'll buy those, like, buy one of those. And then we're switching to canned for the, for the week. Or, Kel, what you could do is make a fruit salad of pine- canned pineapple and fresh strawberries. Yeah, I could do that. I could do that. I was, I've just been very inspired. And then you don't have the single-use plastic of the little containers as well. Like, you can pack George's lunch with some like that same type of those like mandarin oranges but not yeah. with the single like put in so Tupperware. anyway i think my big takeaway lesson is just buy canned fruit and also just i think it's also fun to like go grocery shopping like with somebody else just like see what they get like what are their snacks what are their like go-tos you know yeah oh my gosh love it love it okay speaking of content everything is kind of don't forget to film it i started talking on my instagram about like micro influencing and like why I think more should do it. And I just got such an overwhelming response. So I just like wanted to touch on a few things. Okay. What do you got? And I want you to join in with this too, because you are a micro influencer. I will. Yeah. Okay. Well, I saw this mom share this, like things I made as a micro money. I made this year as as a micro influencer. And the numbers were very, I mean, I've seen some where like the numbers are moronic, like, like they're just i don't think they're attainable for i'm not saying that that person's lying but i don't think that's attainable okay. this girl she had fifteen thousand followers the numbers felt very attainable like some months was 300 some months was a thousand like it was kind of all over the board mm-hmm. and me like knowing the industry i was like people could do this and people could yeah. i think do that with a lot less followers too and then i just got so many questions like how do you get started like how do you do it so i just like wanted to give like a little a quick little crash course okay and if you're not interested you can skip ahead but I'm also just kind of, ti- I mean, I'm not tired of it because everyone's got to have a have a business. But there's so many people who I feel like sell these like how to become social media successful in these like courses. And mm-hmm. like, I just don't think it's that complicated. Yeah. OK, so step one, find a niche. You shared the best advice on how to find a niche. Do you remember what you said? No. Your niche is what people ask you about. I said that. Yes. That is so smart. So like, what do your friends text you? Yeah. That's your niche. I should write a book. No, that's that, that was really profound, Elizabeth. Thanks, Cal. I can't believe you don't remember saying that. I don't remember that. So, at all. like, mine was cars. My friend Ashley, like, hers is makeup. Elizabeth. Um, you know, I'm not really the best. I haven't posted since Christmas. I don't know what people want from me, Kelly. Yeah. And I'm also constantly creating content for your Instagram page. So it's not that I'm like lazy with it. 
oh, I am lazy with mine, but like I have to. No, I know. You know, no, it's just, no, yours is totally different. But it doesn't have to be that specific. It can just be like, okay, you know what? My friends ask me like play stuff or whatever. Or also just like make your own niche or just make it you. Yeah. I think that's also fine. All you have to do to get started is literally just get started. You can keep it on your personal. You can make your own if you want. I don't mm-hmm. really care. I mean, I got a different one when I did the car mom. Elizabeth just kept hers the same. Yeah. Do you have any regrets from that? No. Yeah, I don't either. I think it made sense for me to start a new one. I agree. Okay. You start posting. I think like you should. The thing is, it's like between reels and stories, reels are going to help you grow. Stories in the beginning are where you're going to make any income and it's where you're going to connect with your audience. Mm -hmm. But like you have to do reels. And I think there's never been a better time to grow on Instagram because reels are just becoming more and more discoverable. Now, with that, there's a lot of competition. But if you stay consistent and you make really good content within your niche, I think you'll have a 100% success rate because it's literally the algorithm's job to deliver good content to your niche. Yeah. Like that's what they're there for. Yeah. But it takes time and it takes consistency. I'm thinking like three reels a week minimum. Yeah. Stories, 10 stories a day. It, it, well, I don't know if you need 10 stories. Maybe to get started, you need a lot. Um, And just like, don't put too much pressure on yourself either. Um, Like you really inspired me. Naptime Kitchen inspired me, but you brought her up. Of when she posted that uh, thing of her lifting and like, mm-hmm. you know, how different people carry different weights. And like, it was just a photo of a 30 pound dumbbell. Like sometimes you can just post something simple, but then have a really powerful message in totally. the caption. Um, and I forget that, that is a way to capture content as well. Totally. But I do think you need to have the way Instagram is. That's got to be majority video content. For sure. For sure. But you definitely can have like some. Things. Well, and I say that too, that like you could do like a very simple video and then have like a lot of like meat check in the caption. Yeah. Which I, I've said I don't like that, but I do think that those do well. And I think some people do read it. Totally. Um, And then you just like start posting. And I just think people are so you just have to be yourself. Like mm-hmm. people can see through inauthentic. Is that the word? Inauth- yeah, I think so. People can see through fakeness, inauthenticness. What is the word? You just can't post a bunch of buncom. <laughs> Leave the buncom at the door. Leave it at the door and just post like your authentic self. And people will love that. I think what people like is consistency. And I always, when we were growing, and I even find now like some of my most successful story content is when I have like consistent se- series. So like mm-hmm. for the longest time I used to do like, I used to post my coffee with my foam. Yeah. And I'd say like, like ink blot test, what do you see? I did it every single morning mm-hmm. and people would like loved it and like dep- not dependent on it, but like I would my story insights were great and I always had really great engagement on those stories. People like seeing the same familiar things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes like they you want people to be able to recognize your content very quickly. Yeah. So anyway, I would do that. And then it's just focusing on growing and it's not worrying about making money in the beginning because that's not that's never a reason to start anything. And I think the benefits of starting a social media page are an outlet a creative outlet a community a way for you to like capture this season of your life Mm -hmm. in a really fun way for something to look back on and then when the time comes like i just think the monetization will find you i mean there's a lot of different people like always want to know about like the meat and potatoes of that but like there's just so many different revenue streams that you can explore when you have an audience Mm -hmm. it's not just like to know it anymore i mean there's there's so many different i mean so many that we don't even know about that you could explore um I will say, though, like you have to want it because I saw that 
that video you posted and you said she had 15,000 followers and like one month she made like $380. But like, it's a lot. Of, it, it can be a lot of work. So $380 for the amount of work that yeah. you're doing sometimes might not be worth it. It's not worth it if you don't enjoy it. If you're posting totally. three reels a week, 10 stories a day, doing all that and you're, and you're not even enjoying it and it's not it's not benefiting any other aspect of your life as a creative outlet or community, like you have to want it for those other reasons because totally. otherwise $380 doesn't pencil. Totally. There's other, you could Instacart and make exactly seven times that exactly. for the amount of time that you would put into that. So I agree with you. Thank you. But anyway, I just wanted to say that. I just love seeing... And I told you like how I follow some of my followers and I like love them. Like I just think their content is so, like that's what I just like love filling my feed with. Just like regular moms doing regular things. Do you know what have you seen on the carpool crew Facebook page where I think it's like once a week or so they say like write like name your small business and then they, oh, they're so cute and then you can go like go follow and support if you're like looking for you know yeah a midwife like I think someone was like a midwife or a doula in a certain area or something like that um, or like they do like uh they have like an Etsy shop or something. So I think that's cute. Yeah. And then um, so the, if, if you're trying to be a micro influencer, maybe like maybe we should do that on the carpool crew and like put what your niche is and like what you're trying to accomplish. And then if anyone speaks to you, you can go follow them. You can go follow them. That'd be fun. Yeah. And I think my last piece of advice I'll end with is I think the key to social media is to be social. Mm. And truly, I attribute so much of my growth to the generous people who have given me very kind shout outs. Mm hmm. Like, I mean, I've gotten shout outs from Danny Austin, Mallory Irvin, Daryl Ann, Jana Kramer. And it's because I follow them, comment on their things, DM with them. Like, I'm I'm social with them. Yeah. And so then it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, now I'm looking for a car. Oh, I know that girl. I always DM like, and you trust me, like, I think it's good to try to find people in your similar size. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, sometimes like if you have, you know, 7000 followers and you're commenting on like someone with two millions, like it might not always pop up, but like find someone else with 7000 followers. You do cross shout outs like that's a way to grow. Yeah. I'm not like a big like loop giveaway girl. I never have been. Yeah. I don't think you need giveaways to grow. I don't think they create good of a good following. I either. think, yeah, they just create a number. Yeah. So anyway. Which and when you're trying to when you're if you get to the point where you're like working on like brand deals and stuff like engagement is they will they're not just looking at your number they will ask for your analytics and if your analytics and your engagement does not match your numbers that's going to be like a red flag totally so like it's going to look worse yeah um <clears throat> okay i have an instagram person that i want to shout out who i've been really loving my sister-in-law's told me about him his name's Rozzy khan oh yeah you've been his obsessed instagram page his handle is r a z i y y z he posts such good recipes i've made three of his recipes and each one has been like a total home run and so unbelievably easy so i made his jelly donut overnight oats i made his uh cilantro lime chicken and i made his chicken burrito so like those are all kind of up closer to the top of his page everything was like 15 minutes I've never bought so much chicken breast in my entire life and it's all so healthy and I am like very high protein, low carb. Um, are they easy recipes? or So incredibly easy. So incredibly easy. Are you going to like bring one for a DTD today? Oh, I'll bring the cilantro lime chicken because I really, really like that. Um, and my sister-in-law made it for her kids because it, you know, kind of has a little bit of spice and she said her kids actually liked it. So yum. Maybe kids would like it. The jelly donut. I need to get on an overnight oats train. I haven't loved them in the past. Only 
oh, I really like the flavor. His are really good because he adds like a, van- a little bit of vanilla and honey and mm-hmm. like he has all of the all it all figured out that it's not just like goopy oatmeal like it has enough flavor yeah. um the only thing with overnight oats is they don't fill me up like i'm hungry 45 minutes later i get that i get that so that's my only issue with them but they are really delicious and very easy to have on hand and easy to make yum yeah so rosy con um how was your uh one pan jam this week? i made the one pan jam guys Oh my gosh, it was so good. I'm so validated because I picked that one. I know. I was I was kind of nervous. Here's the thing though. It's a I put way too much Cajun seasoning on it. Um, and it was very spicy. So like it is not kid friendly. Kid friendly. And I really think and the Cajun seasoning is like what makes it delicious. I think that with like these one pan things, to me, they're also such a good thing to make for you for a meal prep. Yeah. And not to bring her up every episode, but we have to. Now time kitchen. I already brought her up, so <laughs> we might as well. We got to cut her in on the ad revenue eventually. <laughs> <laughs> just like, she's going to sue us. I know. Um, okay. So she talked about one time how, like, sometimes your best, most nutritious meal of the day doesn't have to be dinner. Yeah. And I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves for, like, it to be dinner. But if dinner is, you know, you serving it to your kids and like you want to make something family friendly, then like, why don't you make that your lunch? Yeah. You know, and like you can meal prep a really fun, satisfying lunch for yourself. And then you can just, you know, eat chicken nuggets and mac and cheese and caramel broccoli for dinner with the kids. Yeah, exactly. The best way to ditch the drive through is by using Caraway Homes non-toxic kitchenware. I've been using Caraway products for a couple of months now and I'm hooked. I got their four piece cookware set and have since thrown away all the old toxic pans I'd been using. They are so beautiful and so aesthetically pleasing and come with the perfect organization system. With so many collections to explore, they're sure to be a caraway for every kind of cook. Ditch the chemicals with Caraway. Caraway Homes non-toxic kitchenware features a chemical-free ceramic coating so food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard-to-pronounce chemicals will leach into your healthy ingredients. Over 65,000 people have rated five stars about their Caraway kitchen. Now it's time to try it for yourself. Visit carawayhome.com carpool to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to our listeners, so visit carawayhome.com carpool or use code carpool at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. And Liz, before we get to industry news, industry news is brought to you by Enterprise. Now, Enterprise is a trusted brand known for providing excellent customer service, including those in need of a replacement vehicle while theirs is being serviced or repaired. So this is a hot tip. Okay, I feel like I've been shouting this from the rooftops, Mm -hmm. but you've got to make sure you have rental reimbursement coverage on your insurance policy. Okay, stick with me here. Here's what this coverage does. If you get in an accident, which let's face it, like around these, this winter weather, especially with these snows we've had, accidents are happening. Like this is this is the time. If your car needs to be repaired because of an accident, it could be in the shop for average of 17 days. Crazy. Average. So you're going to want to make sure you're not paying for a rental car out of pocket. And that's why this rental reimbursement coverage is so important. It's not as expensive as you think. You just call your insurance agent. It costs a, an entire year's worth of coverage costs about as renting a car for one day. Mm-hmm. You can add it at any time. Mm-hmm. And now if you get an accident, and your vehicle needs to be repaired. The cost of a rental car is not something that has to be on your plate or yeah. something to worry about. Yeah. So you can visit enterprise.com slash rental reimbursement for information. 
that happened to my um someone i know they got in an accident they were hit it, like was not their fault right and um their car was in the shop for like weeks and they didn't have it and they had to pay for their rental car it was like a thousand over a thousand dollars for not the, even their fault not even their fault i'm like what do you what do you i was shocked i was like what do you mean it wasn't your fault and your car isn't covered what do you mean? Well, and I think that's where like, people think they have full coverage. And I think that term full coverage means you have great coverage, but it doesn't always it doesn't apply to having that rental coverage. And like if you think about our audience, like I've, I'm feeling so passionately about this topic because if you think about our audience, like like it's your kids like you guys. You need especially if it's your family car mm-hmm. like you that car is irreplaceable. Like you need the car. Yeah. Just and you like, need the right size car. And that's a whole other topic. And that's a whole other You've thing. You've got to make sure you have the right level of coverage. Because like the worst thing you could tell me is like, oh, I get a Kia Soul. Like with the three kids. No, and like, guys, like that could happen. No, Kelly's could ha- car could get in an accident and they could say, here you go and give her the keys to a sedan. Yeah. Because that's where her coverage is at. It is a step that you definitely, definitely want to take. Yeah. Everyone and- do that. New Year's resolution like an accident is already so freaking stressful stressful scary and i'm sure your insurance agent would love to hear from you i feel like they're always loving to hear from people yeah they really they really are so you call them and be like they're gonna be like you're right you should absolutely have that added yeah all right let's get into industry news okay i have a lot of industry news so if it's okay with and i know you're like oh and some people like when we get to industry news like they turn it off because they're not car shopping but this is like i mean it's like a super juicy gossip can I say one thing before we leave this? I mean, I guess, but you're making me nervous. We just got an email for the girl version of video games, and she is so correct. Oh, my gosh. I need to guess. Hold on. Okay. The girl version. Okay. Last episode, we talked about boys playing video games and how we need a girl version. The girl version of video games. Is it a virtual thing? No, but it could be. Okay. It could be done virtually or in person. Okay, okay, okay. It's not listening to the Carpal Podcast, right? No. Because that's... No. What? I have no idea. Book clubs. Totally. It's so book clubs. It's so... Because you could do book clubs virtually. It's so... We should. I should text my friends. We should do a virtual book club. We have one. It's called the Carpal Podcast. No, but like one where I can like do it with my... Because you don't finish books. I knew. So I need someone who... I knew you were going to bring that. Is going to finish a book. That's the first book I didn't finish. And I didn't need to finish it. I, I stand by what I said. I stand by it. Okay. Okay. All right. Industry news. Okay. This is industry news where I spill the hot tea going on in the auto industry. Who are, are you texting your friends right now to set up a book club? No. I'm looking at advice questions. Okay. But I want you to listen to these. Okay. I'm putting my phone down. Okay. This is a story from... First of all, shout out to my brother-in-law because he, I think, listens to the podcast and... It has been, he's been sending me lots of good stories. We've been, he's just on it. Okay, this is from Newsweek. Americans can no longer afford their cars. This is tough. This is tough. Both new and used car prices rose to record highs during the pandemic as the car industry was experiencing supply chain disruptions and chip shortages. In 2023, a year during which inflation slowed down to the point that the Federal Reserve decided to stop hiking rates, new car prices rose by 1% to an a- new car price, average new car price, $50,000. Used car prices, on average, $31,000. And that's like anything. That's a sedan. Like everything is captured in that 50000 
10% of new car listings are currently priced below $30,000. Yikes. Things are not much better for the used car market where only 28% of listings are priced below $20,000. According to an October, this, this is the juice. According to an October report by MarketWatch, Americans need an annual income of at least $100,000 to afford a car, at least if they're trying to follow the standard of budgeting advice, which says you shouldn't spend more than 10% of your monthly income on car-related expenses. That means more than 60% of American households currently cannot afford to buy a new car based on census data. Well, that is not what you want to hear. What are we going to do? I don't know. I guess people have to make more money. Like, I think with inflation, like, it can really only go up, right? Yeah. But, I mean, like, how- you can't keep, like, paying, you can't keep jacking up the prices of, you jack up the prices of, like, minimum wage, then you jack up the prices of services and goods, and then, like, even if you think you're getting ahead, then you're, you know, mcdonald's is then double the price like I, when i go through a drive-thru and i get like one like something for me and maddie and it's like 27 dollars, and i'm oh. like what is this i had a jump scare when we went to jimmy john's yeah it was 23 dollars. that was a jump scare for two of us that was crazy you know how much canned fruit i could have got for that i know it's crazy i don't i don't know what we're supposed to do what i'm telling you here's my prediction do you ever listen to the juicy scoop podcast no Okay, well, Heather uh, McDonald always makes these, like, predictions. So I'm going to start doing this more. Here's my prediction. Years from now, they are going to come out with this, like, le- this, like, different version of leasing. And it's going to be the only option a lot of people have. Mm. Yeah. And it's, like, not going to be a good deal. It's going to yeah. be kind of like those. You know how they kind of did that with, like, the cell phone plan? It's like, yeah. you should just buy a cell phone. And now everyone just, like leases a cell phone or yeah. i don't even know what we do with it like yeah. now everyone pays monthly for their cell phone like it's gonna be subscription city yeah mark my words and you know it's like yeah you know it's not gonna work out forever it's it's gonna it's only gonna work out for one person and that's gonna be the person who's making yeah the money because why else would they release it not from the kindness of their own heart Okay, I'm going to move on from that because we can't do anything about that. But this is so juicy. I don't know who is doing Elon's PR, but someone needs to be working on it because Tesla's reputation is like really going down. Oh, no. I don't know. It's just like I think their reliability is having some issues. People can't really get their cars. Some of like it is just not like used Teslas. You guys should see what a used Tesla goes for. You're going to be like, Oh, I can afford that. Like they are so cheap. I don't even know. Yeah, we like got um I was at the BMW store the other day and they got a Model 3 traded in and it was like I literally think like like $20,000. Oh wow. Like super cheap. I have gotten some crazy DMs about what they're calling the car graveyard in Chicago right now. Oh. Tesla owners in freezing Chicago cars stuck in car (gasps) graveyards as vehicles won't charge. Freezing temperatures in Chicago have left many unable to get home with one person having to get his Tesla hauled to a working charging station. So, like I said, I have received DMs, but I didn't really want to read. I wanted to, like, find a story that that went with it. Mm hmm. Okay, Fox Chicago reported that charging stations have become car graveyards as temperatures drop into the negative double digits. Tyler Bears, who tried to charge his Tesla at a charging station in Oak Brook, Illinois, was stuck for hours. He said nothing, no juice, still on 0%. And this is like three hours being out here after being out here for three hours yesterday. 
He was one of the many Tesla owners stuck in a long queue of cars waiting to be able to charge their vehicles. Um, He had to abandon his car went right with a friend because it wouldn't charge. We have a bunch of dead robots out here. Oh, my gosh. I know. Yeah, I mean, because they freaking tested. When I went to California, I said this. There are so many Teslas and it works in California because there's not cold weather in California. The moment you bring this east... It's not going to work. I that know. is scary. There that is who so saying, scary. There were people. And I think the problem with Chicago is also like a lot of these people in Chicago, they might not have chargers at like their apartment complex. So they have to go to these like fast charger stations to charge their car. And I had one person was DMing me saying that they waited for 16 hours <gasps> to try to get to a fast, like to, waiting in line for a fast charger. 16 hours? I know. It's crazy that's crazy yeah i know um is that all your industry news yeah all no it's a lot cal all um when does this episode come out oh i guess we can't say what the car mom car of the year is yet because we're gonna post it on instagram oh no i think we should tell the carpoolers okay do you want to talk about it i would love to okay i mean do you think we should i mean i guess so They'll know it before you post it on Instagram. The car mom. Wow. Okay. Oh, I wish I had my press release. We did everything. We wrote a press release. But after much deliberation and much truly sleepless nights, I'm very excited to announce that the car mom car of the year is the 2024 Volkswagen Atlas. And I think your people are going to be surprised because in a way it was the most minor redesign Hmm. because it wasn't even a you it's hard to even call it a full body makeover like it didn't receive near the upgrades that the honda pilot did but what really made the atlas stand out is is in our different categories the atlas received a 10 for safety a very high score on cars capabilities and a 10 for value and it was really that 10 for value that pushed her over the edge but i really stand by the fact that it was so refreshing to see a manufacturer rearrange the trim levels to give more at 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 the base trim so like the volkswagen atlas starts at thirty-seven thousand. i believe the grand highlander starts at forty-three thousand. so you're already kind of starting off with like you know you have to look at the values and like what do you get on a base grand highlander versus what do you get on the base atlas yeah and you just i just felt like they wanted to make every trim level such a value and, and when i say value i'm not saying lowest starting price because we also ranked the lexus tx very high on value for what you got for that car mm-hmm. but ultimately i felt i was so encouraged by like i said the rearrangement yeah i want to talk about the um se is the base model it, it's uh starting price is 37.995 and i want to talk about some of the uh what what you get yeah. what you get standard um so you get all of the safety features you need and then you get heated front seats you get power seats you get heated front seats oh i already said that sorry you get a leather wrap steering wheel with a heated steering wheel you get leather seats i say that you get power adjustable driver lumbar you get ventilated front seats yeah so it was just like it felt really good for those comfort features to be on there um, and then obviously, like, I mean, the, the Volkswagen Atlas has just such good car seat capabilities and it's such a versatile car. And I really look for that when I'm thinking about, 
you know, because when, when you say like car of the year, it's like well, I have to think about families of all sides. And that's just yeah. not families in car seats. That's like families of some car seats, some out of car seats, no car seats. Like, so I just I felt like the Atlas could the Atlas works for so many families of so many sizes. So, like I have to give them a point for the versatility. Um, you know, I love the bench seat. The bench seat being available on all trim levels feels really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was really proud of the Atlas for their improvements in safety. So like the IHS, you guys know I'm such big fans of their work and I really respect in the value their top safety pick and top safety pick plus list. And the previous Atlas wasn't on it because of a, because of a silly thing like headlights. Like mm-hmm. you have to have um that your headlights have to pass on all trim levels. And I believe the old Atlas, like only the higher trim levels got that. So that's again, like mm-hmm. them bringing the value and making it so their headlights now pass the IHS top safety pick plus guidelines. And now it receives that award. Yeah. Which really felt amazing. And then when you looked at something like the the TX and the Grand Highlander, I, I, again, I love all these cars. I would buy all these cars. I would drive all these cars. I'm not saying it's not a reason to buy the Grand Highlander, but it fell short on the IHS top safety. And it wasn't because of something like headlights, because yeah. the headlight thing is like, like, <sighs> To me, it's like, well, if you had the higher term, like that'd be kind of a hard thing to do. But they fell short in their front crash testing. Yeah. And that just felt a little bit more significant. We kind of had to we had to knock the Grand Highlander for that. And we had to give a point to the Atlas for then finally making the adjustment and, and clenching mm-hmm. that title. Um, and I just think like for this being like, I don't even I guess they're calling it a redesign, refresh, whatever. I just felt like they fixed a lot of the things. I mean, I didn't get the ceiling vents, but not only did they add more technology, they added more cubbies like even now underneath the the console of the atlas is another cubby and it just again felt like always thinking about it it felt just mother's comfort family's comfort so i'm it's always been a favorite car of mine it's always had its butts and that's a really big win for me i know i'm going to get asked about reliability and i spoke about this a little bit on my instagram story because yeah it's not a secret like the atlas is very infamous for its lower reliability but I have been very closely like tracking the progress of the Atlas because I mean, yeah, the truth, 2018, 2019s, they're tough. They're tough on the reliability. I probably would not advise buying one of those. Um, but every year they've got it's gotten a little better. And yeah. it's still it's still it is still not the reliability that I would expect that the Grand Highlander and the TX are going to have. But you have to realize like that's just one piece of the puzzle. And it's yeah. also impossible to predict reliability on a brand new car like so we can't we can't even make that a category yeah because it's it's not possible yeah we we didn't make it a category and i feel good about that because i just i just don't know i mean you know consumer reports puts out predicted reliability so you can look at it and yeah the grand highlander and the tx are higher than the atlas but i just had to look at like the improvements that the atlas has made over the years and like i don't really know what the grand highlander and then the pilot, because we haven't talked really about the pilot much. Um, again, a car I adore. Like, it's probably my favorite exterior out of all the midsize cars. And it was all of the scores. I couldn't believe how close they were. Ultimately, with the pilot, we feel like it wasn't quite the value. It's not quite the value that the Atlas is. It's still, it's still a better value than the Grand Highlander. But again, that's Toyotas have always been more expensive. So I'm just like also, trust me, we looked at we looked at everything. The technology of the pilot just isn't as high as the Atlas. Also, we feel like it's while it is very car seat friendly with the removable middle seat, you don't have the car seat tilt and the third row ultimately just isn't 
as good as the Atlas third row. But it was very close. I mean, they were all close. Yeah. And just... I think the TX was the TX was our runner up, actually. The TX was the runner up. And then I believe the pilot and then the Grand Highlander. But they were all very, very close. All great cars, all great options, all um, all meet different needs um, and have a different uh, uh, target family, I think. So I, I wouldn't I think like t- for sure take this into consideration um, when you're car shopping, if the Volkswagen Volkswagen Atlas might fit your needs and your family, definitely check it out. But like, if it doesn't, the Grand Highlander, the TX, yeah. the Pilot are all wonderful cars too. And I, I would definitely like, I would recommend them all. Like, I, what I don't want this to be is, oh, the car, I'm, like that, that's her favorite car. Cause that's, I don't have a favorite car. I have a favorite car for certain situations, but I had to award, I wanted to award really good strides because i feel like this is a way to really make some change in the auto industry so i wanted to award a car that i felt like put and again it had to be a redesign um or a new car so it's like it's not like it was up against the expedition or any other car that Keller really liked so anyway that's a car of the year so true very exciting yep um can i do a quick advice question okay cal Hi, Kelly and Liz. Writing in for my sister-in-law. She has two kids, possibly wanting a third, but not yet. One facing, one one rear-facing, one-and-a-half-year-old, and a a forward-facing three-year-old. Currently drives a Nissan Rogue. I think a 2022. She is wanting a car a little bit bigger than current, good airflow in the back, and a decent-sized trunk. They will be leasing this car. This will be the main family car. Suggestions. It's two kids or one kid? It's two two with the possibility of a third, but not on the way. How old's the oldest? Three. Three and one and a half. They say anything about budget? No. But she drives a Nissan Rogue, uh, twenty twenty two. So I feel like that doesn't tell me much, though. Well, I mean, I feel like it tells you not like luxury. Yeah. Um, a lot. I mean, gosh, I always talk about this. Like that two to three jump. The two to three jump is crazy, and the three to four jump is crazier because then there's like yeah. the the list of two versus the list of three. It just it kind of goes down. Um, you know, I think any of our car of the years would actually i actually think they're all great cars for for two to three kids okay um if ventilation is like very very high on the list like if you live in a very hot climate and you have like two rear facing kids the grand highlander offers the ceiling vents Mm -hmm. but so does something like the palisade the telluride i mean you really have if she wants to go nissan Nissan, a bigger nissan would be the pathfinder that would be the step up from the road yeah i feel like let's do that for her pathfinder Pathfinder is an awesome car. It's got sunshades. It's got ceiling vents. It's got cup holders. The only thing is, is like the third row, if you end up, I don't really like love the bench of the Pathfinder. So to me, which is fine. To me, I'm like, get the captain's chairs, like get some of the Lux. The third row is fine. The trunk space is really tight. So I would just make that as a, as a consideration. Yeah. Like just know, like if you're going to eventually have someone in the third row, really look at that trunk space and like feet, like say, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, those are hard when it's like I kind of like need to talk to the girl. Like I, I love when I do consultations and it's like, okay. And it's so funny. People think like, I know I'm looking for a unicorn. I'm like, no, like we can do this. Yeah. Like, what do you like? And then yeah. sometimes I'll like pull up cars. And be like, Which one do you like the looks of better? I love yeah. when I can do that. Versus sometimes I do consultations and they're like, I have five kids. And I'm like, okay, so the, there's some, so the Honda Odyssey. And they're like, I'd really prefer not a minivan. And, and you're like, like oh. okay, so the Ford Expedition. <laughs> they're like, what else? I'm like, 
No, Crickets. it's just the Ford Expedition, but we can pick a color. Would that be fun? But probably not. <laughs> but probably what's ever available. Um, okay. What's our DTD? Oh, I'm bringing the dishes right there. Well, hold on. Let's talk. Well, we have one Pangean. It just came out. Oh, we have one Pangean. One Pangean is... I have so many things to say about one Pangean this week. So first of all, one Pangean is brought to you by, by Primal Kitchen, which is a very fun crossover collab. Yeah. And we are making... Primal Kitchen was like what do you like to make with our products? And I'm like, I don't know if you're going to go for it. And they're like, no, I'm sure we're going to go for it. And I'm like, have you ever heard of an Iowa slinger? <laughs> and they're like, no. no. Like, Perfect. Have you heard of sloppy Joe's? They're like, yeah. I'm like, I like to use your ketchup to make sloppy Joe's. Mm -hmm. So that is, and I know what you're thinking. Like that's our one pan gin. But if you guys have made sloppy Joe's recently, you know that the entire country is sleeping on them. And I just won't rest until there is a sloppy Joe rebrand. Right. So we are calling them Iowa slingers. Yeah. So we are doing Iowa slingers this week which is they they are a one potter which is very exciting i've never made them before elizabeth you're going to be like what have i been doing yeah and so anyway the primal kitchen ketchup is great because it they have one that's sweet one that's unsweetened but i add brown sugar into my sauce. oh that would so be it good just, but it feels good to like not have to do the added sugar of what's also in the ketchup um they are. I'm going to get like some just straight hamburger rolls and some caramel. I might I'll probably do caramel broccoli on the side or I'll do canned fruit. And it's just a true. What it is, is it's a ditch the drive through because mm -hmm. I feel like our last one panners, they've been they've been really good dinners. I don't know if they've always been ditch the drive through encouraging. Yeah, this is truly you could make you could whip and, you know, you brown the ground beef ahead of time. You could whip these up in minutes. Love it. So that's going to be our. Oh, and can I say one more thing, too? Yeah. So my sister-in-law, she was texting me. And she texted me a picture of her plate. She was making sloppy joes. They eat a lot of ground beef because they have, like, a cattle operation. So, like, she's always looking for ground things to do with ground beef. Mm -hmm. And she goes, my new thing is rename. I saw this was genius. My new thing is renaming foods into things my kids like so they eat it. So I guess, like, you know, sloppy joes or Iowa slingers or whatever. Like, the kids don't really get it. So she called it ketchup meat. And that, that sold it for, for the boys. And it's like, oh, it's meat with ketchup. It's like ketchup meat. And then they're like, her four-year-old and her two-year-old were like, okay. And like, yeah, it's kind of a smart idea. Uh, yeah, though. no, it is. So anyway. I like it. Well, I'm going to save my dish to drive through for when we don't have a one pan jam then, because that is the dish of the drive through That sounds good. You can do it on Tuesday. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening to our episode. Have a great day and we'll talk to you later. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed riding with us, tell everybody you know. There's room in the car for everyone.